Welcome to the Rocket Files, coaching uncut. Welcome back to Rocket Files Round 19 with a hiatus of uh, three weeks, Steve. I've been away in Italy myself, which is uh, which is quite enjoyable. Brought to you by Nutterwadding Jeep, uh, still on board as a sponsor. And here at the Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond, who we've been able to sneak in the back door, Steve. <laughs> the uh, guy who normally lets us in is must be asleep, so we're snuck in the back door in a little corridor. So um, Yeah, Terry's had a big weekend, but no other sponsors, Rocket, from Italy, Lamborghini. Lamborghini or... down in Bologna there, so I, I just popped in, but he, he wouldn't put his hand in his pocket, but uh, maybe get a pasta company. Yeah. <laughs> jump us on board. Dolmio sources maybe <laughs> next week. But, well, talking of sources, uh, my sources say that West Coast is pretty disappointing down in Hobart. You think you've a chance for a flag, lose by 40 down there. Is it sort of... They like it their way, or you know, is it, it, it enough bit, away from the, the home. It, it looks a bit like that. I mean, their first half it was a, a pretty lacklustre game. The first half, uh, North are difficult to to beat down there. It's a really home ground advantage, bit of a fortress. You know, it's a difficult ground to play with the wind and obviously cold. A couple of players out on the West Coast, but their margin would be very disappointing for Adam Simpson. Um, They'll probably park it, knowing what West Coast is like. They'll be able to put that in their box where it belongs. But they'll, they'll need a top two finish, two home finals. They obviously like playing at home. Um, hopefully for their sake, they're not flat-track bullies. And, uh, but it was a good win for North. You know, it gives them back in the mix again. Well, no Kennedy, that hurts, doesn't it? Maybe they rushed him back. He came yeah. back against the Bulls. Yeah, you'd, you'd think you'd just get him right, wouldn't you, for the, the really the last month? It's an interesting one, the clubs, what they do with certain players. But maybe it's a... Is it a new injury? I don't, don't know. So he won't play this week. So if they don't have him for the finals, I, I can't see them winning it, that's for sure. So they should win their... If they finish top two, they should win both their home finals. But I'm worried what will happen if they get here grand final day. Yeah. Should be, it could be all over pretty Even quick. at home, I, I think without Kennedy, I, I don't know if they'd win a home final. I think they'll be playing against good sides, and uh, I don't know if they'll... But you, you're right, if they do get to the grand final, they, the MCGs are worried for them. Yeah, Richmond look hard to beat, don't they, again? Uh, but Collingwood matched them, but they sort of always seemed in control, didn't they? They just sort of had... Yeah, yeah they did seem to be in control. Um, I, I thought Collingwood were really brave that... Uh, Losing Howe um, and Sharon Berg, my check was on one leg. And to be able to be four points down, as you said, Richmond looked to be in control. And as is their want and their trend, they dominate last quarter, so they must be a very fit side, good running side. But uh, I think if Collingwood can take some positives out of it, the worry for them, we're, we're talking about getting players back, but to go in with a stress and he's bled stress reaction, that's not a two-week no, injury. I'm worried with that because basically Buck said we'll give him two weeks and then we'll reassess. I mean, could he come back in and the stress is still there, then what do you do? Well, what, they, what happens, they're given two weeks off legs and then they try and load it and everyone reacts differently. If that doesn't react the right way, it could be six weeks. If it does react the right way, he'll still need a loading program to get him right. They can't just throw him back in. So he's probably going to be a minimum of four weeks, which uh, is not great for them, um, especially now that Scharenberg's out at the other end. So. They're, they're patching holes, but must admit they're patching holes really well. Um, they do compete well. They are a competitive side, so uh, you wouldn't put them past them. They cause some trouble in September, but you can't see them going deep if they've got these players out. So you spent a lot of time down at Collingwood. Scharenberg, a third knee. I mean, that's a shattering blow, isn't it? He's a well-liked, uh, respected he, guy. Yeah, he is. Um, he's only 22, 23 years of age, so he's got a lot ahead of him, but It'll be a test of his character, but I think so far it's been a test and he's answered that extremely well. When he arrived at Collingwood, he had uh, problems with his feet. He had a shoulder, then he did a knee. 
Um, this has been his best year by far. He looks really poised and really calm and really at home. Uh, and I think I think full credit to Collingwood as well. They gave him the last 10 games or 10 games last year. And he was up and down a little bit, but I think um, showing him some faith. And he's repaid that, so it's a, it's a big task for him now, but he'll stay focused on it. And Melbourne bounced back pretty well, didn't they? Of course, you know, that was a disaster down in Geelong. It, it's marvellous how we just go on the results. Like, I reckon Adelaide nearly lost that. Uh, they had a good chance to mm. win that game. And we'll talk about some tactics yeah. and when we go back but to score. But Eddie just inside of the post, if that goes through. And Tom Lynch had one in the goal square yeah. and kicked it up the chimney and yeah. he just got in for a point. So they had their opportunities. If, I know it's a, it's a world of ifs, but if they were able to press and they got home, there would have been some real scars for the Demons. But... Mm. They've got up and won, so they've put that to rest and they've come out the other side. So they, they do play some exciting football, the Demons. Their stoppage work obviously led through uh, Gorn and Oliver. They're unbelievable how they can get the ball and extricate the ball out. And uh, their third quarter was as good as you'll see. issue is if Gorn goes down, they're gone. They, are. they, they haven't are. really got a backup and that's the, the Not many teams have. Them. And uh, Collingwood with Grundy, um, Richmond with Nankers. At least Cox could go in and do yeah. it. But uh, it wouldn't have the same effect. But, yeah, with Max Gorn, if he goes. Uh, but uh, they'll be crossing their fingers and their toes that he doesn't get injured. From a list management point of view, Melbourne, they, they need a backup Ruckman, uh, maybe in trade or whatever. But why would you go there? Because you know you're just going to be insured. Yeah, that's right. And they're very few and far between. There's not a lot of Ruckman around. And that's why West Coast are really keen to keep Lysett. And... Uh, you talk about um, the McGovern saying a lot of money, do they keep Gaff? Then have they got any money left over to keep Lysett? So some team will be coming at Lysett and throwing a lot of money at him. Well, Bruce is a guy that's just sitting there as insurance. That's a tough gig for someone. It is. Yeah, you want to be paid well because you want, yeah. to be, because you want to be playing senior footy. So that's where Ruckman do get overpaid. Yeah. Uh, or they do get overs because they're a, a valuable commodity and there's not many of them. Now, your old mob Gold Coast, what's happening there, Rocket? I mean, they can beat Sydney and then go up and serve that up against Carlton on their home ground. Yeah. If you're a home supporter at the Suns, that, you haven't seen a win at home yet. You know, the few that do turn up, they'd be pretty flat. Yeah, 10,000 there. They said there was a lot of Carlton supporters. So they've got to be mindful. And I've heard that they might even go to the draft enormously and try and trade some players out, whether it's Hall and Lynch goes, that they'll, they'll go back to the start again, but it's, it's going to be hard to get people on board and um, to sell that. But they, they'd be really disappointed with that performance, especially after the week before, which now in the hindsight shows how disappointing Sydney were. But to um, let that, especially kicking the first three goals, uh, the Gold Coast at home shouldn't be able to have a better performance. Mm, yeah, Sydney, you scratch your head too, don't you? I think they maybe finally have hit the wall. Imagine uh, they, they got north in the last couple of minutes there, which was a great game, but... Uh yeah, if they have lost that, they were, they're totally cooked. Uh, yeah, they're struggling to score, aren't they? And people are talking about it's happening, that they're defending their back half instead of trying to defend in their front half. And uh, I think Buddy being uh, injured or uh, being uh, hampered by his body at the moment should be playing deeper uh, rather than up the ground, running around. And even if he does get double teamed and triple teamed, have some small, quicker play. You know, they've got Pat Lee and Ronk and a few others. That might change the style a bit to keep the ball inside their forward 50, put the pressure all, all in there. If they got one last effort, they can get up for Collingwood. SCG, they've got to be a chance up there on their home. Yeah, I think the thing with Sydney, and we always talk about individual champions, that we, they've got credits in the bank and you know, we don't write them off, and Sydney have earned that, and I think that we don't write them off yet. I think it'll be difficult for them to make. They've got a tough draw, um, especially with their injured players. But 
you wouldn't write them off. They're given one last hurrah this week. And if I was Collingwood, I'd be worried about this game. GWS, they're just sort of rolling along. Pretty average game. Yeah, they did enough, didn't they, just to get by? Um, so, spotless, you know, a pretty flat old game. I yeah, think. it was a flat old game and there's a lot of stats against them. Uh, but they did, a lot of the other teams in the last few weeks have dropped Sydney last week. Geelong dropped games that they shouldn't have dropped. They didn't play well, but they didn't drop the game. So I think that's their downer. Cameron back this week. I think really think that they'll be the team that, that can beat Richmond. We had Hobart, spotless, and then 6,000 down in Ballarat. They're not really going to go down in the annals of great venues or great games of footy. No, they're not. So, no, the we've dogs. got dark down there. So. Well, it's interesting they played at 3.20. Yeah. Why would they do that? They know that uh, in the middle of winter. Yeah, like, it's a very strange fixture. You do it at 1.10 or, you, yeah. as uh, I think Luke Beveridge said, you play both their games early in the season. Uh, that's what they do in Canberra. They don't play games in Canberra until really early in the year or really later in the season. So, um, yeah, it's not a great uh, advertisement for footy, was it? Speaking of not great advertisements, I'm not sure about this one. Port had a microwave down there with hand warmers, uh, getting microwaved and just to keep the guy's hands warm. Takes it back to Jim Stein's wearing his hat on the field yeah. when it was when the sun was Can you out. Imagine Yabby allowing that. Or? Um, or John Kennedy. Yeah. He wouldn't be wouldn't be doing that with John Kennedy. Oh, Kanga would be um, he'd be he'd be really uh, having a, having a piece to that stage. Yeah, some of the guys had beanies on as well, so it was interesting scene down there. Yeah, but but Port did well. Yeah. Port, no, that's they a good got it win. done. It's a good win, forty odd points in those conditions. Uh, but uh, they, they've got the toughest draw. They've got a really tough draw coming up. Let's go back to school. Well, this is where we sort of delve into the minds of the coaches and what they're up to inside the box. Uh, Don Pike, where, how's he tracking at the moment? They've had a lot of issues there. Yeah, but they... you touched on it earlier, just the, the few little things that maybe went wrong for him. Yeah, I, I didn't think he reacted that well on um, Saturday night. The, he loved to play the extra player in defence. Uh, Melbourne, by contrast, put their extra player into the stoppage. Well, from quarter time onwards, but certainly the third quarter, they got, Adelaide got smashed in around the ball with Oliver and having that extra player, then they chained it out and they bypassed the spare player for Adelaide. So it was really old school about just having the spare player sitting back deep in defence. Um, and it was seven goals to one. And probably when it was three goals to one, he should have been able to react to push the, another player into the stoppage to equal the numbers, just to equalise the numbers so that because that's where the dominance was happening for... He doesn't change a lot, does he? He's pretty no, regimented. It's interesting, their style. Last year, certainly, and at the start of this year, they moved the ball really freely freely, and took risks or played on. I thought the last quarter, and I've noticed this for a few weeks, maybe with players out, but when they were behind in the last quarter, they had free kicks or marks in the back 50 or just on the 50. They went down the line, kicked it up the chimney, long and high, they didn't take any risk to try and get it back into space, which they were doing last year when they were on fire. And I think they needed to do that. So they just played into Melbourne's hands. So I think they were their own worst enemy a bit other night, other night with their style as well, not to, not to not actually take some risk. The pressure will come on in Adelaide. Um, obviously this year a bit of a honeymoon after the grand final, but it didn't go well here in the grand final and now they've had a bad year. So really next year for Don Pike's a big one. Michelangelo Rucci and those boys will be sharpening the pencil. Well, well, it's a tough environment, isn't it? Adelaide's a, a tough place. Uh, it's a well-run club and they, they live by success and uh, they judge them by that. So it'll be... But I think every club there's going to be pressure on whether you're down the bottom or up the top. There's a, there's, there always is some sort of heat, but Adelaide demands success and um, they showed last year they were a good enough side. Um, they've had the injuries this year, but uh, it's marvellous how coaches do change their style. I, I go back to um, when Port Adelaide lost to Collingwood in that preliminary final 
four or five years ago, but they played kamikaze footy and that was what that was their asset. And I've got no doubt they've gone back and review and say, well, for us to go the next step, we need to improve our defence. Stop the. So they modified their game style. So they took away their asset or diluted their asset, and they dropped down the ladder. Mm. And uh, teams uh, can do that. Um, and they think, oh well, worry about goals scored against us. Where having that kamikaze style like Essendon have got at the moment, they just need to defend a little bit better behind it. But having that positive approach really asks the opposition a lot of questions. Mm, now, second ruck at Richmond, we spoke about the Tigers, but that's the one little concern, isn't it? Uh, Sean Griggs done a great job, but it sort of looked uh, obvious, didn't it? Yeah, I think they got away with it last year and they, they defended really well around the stoppage. They got exposed a bit on the weekend. Now, the counter-argument for Richmond to say that, well, it was a Grundy, he's a star of the competition, not many people, and we can defend okay around it, but Grundy just dominated in that period of time. Now, in a final, they may limit that amount of time that Nankervis is off. Bigger issue for me with that as well is Nankervis, you talk about Gorn getting injured, what if Nankervis gets injured? Well, I suppose they've got Soldo and Chol and these sort of guys, but at least they've got body. They've got something, yeah, yeah, but it's not going to be it's not going to be like an Ankervis who can really... Yeah. And that, whoever comes in is going to need a bigger break than what Ankervis yes. does. Yeah. So therefore that second run... Yeah. Uh, but but is, as an opposition coach now, do you plan and say, OK, when Ankervis comes off, this is when we go full throttle? Yes. Do you actually manoeuvre your best players into the contest? Yeah, and change, and change the structure around, don't yeah. get predictable. So therefore... Because they defend it really well, Richmond, generally. Uh, but Brady Grundy was grabbing it and handballing it. Uh, Grid gave a free kick away to Cox. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was just some little, little no. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they cope with that. Do you go to school on when they bring Nankervis off? Because there would be a pattern to it, wouldn't it? Oh, there's no doubt. They'd look at the patterns. Oh, yeah, they'd be looking at that. It'd be for the 15-minute marks yeah. uh, for four minutes. Yeah. So it was a total of 12 or 15 minutes for the game. Um, comes off and gives a four minute break in the middle, so it gives him a chance to. Film. Yeah, so you look at that, there's no doubt. And the tag is sort of back green. Well, he's an unfashionable sort of player, isn't he? Um, but he, he did pretty well. Dusty was sensational forward. forward. Yeah. I think uh, Nathan Buckley was hamstrung there because of, uh, excuse the pun, um, because of the injury to the defenders, he couldn't put a defender on him. So yeah. normally what you'd do there is have the tagger on Martin, which Greenwood was, but he had to go with Martin to Sharon the goal square. could have gone to... Yeah, they would have had a how or someone had a defender have the handover. Mm. So, but uh, I think the um, I think the tag is a real viable option, especially going to finals. If you can clamp down on an opposition key player and dilute their influence. I mean, you have a look at how much influence Josh Kelly has on the GWS. Mm. Yeah. I know they've got a great midfielder, another great midfielder, but if you can dilute his influence or you dilute uh, Martin's influence or you dilute someone's influence, Penderbury, it can have a marked effect on their team's performance. And we spoke about John Longmire and Horse. I mean, this is his first real test, isn't it? Do you think yeah. that he's going to be, you know, in for the long, long haul there? Because it's, they've never really rebuilt, have they? But there's a, no. a bit of a refurbishment needs yeah. to be done. Having been having been coach of Sydney, lived in Sydney, it's it's a it's a tough place as a city and a tough market. It's one club that wouldn't want to go mm. to the draft and rebuild from the start. I still think they've got you know, a structure of a good side. Uh, Mills is out injured and a few of the older players, but Hamry hopefully can get back. But they like the marquee player, and obviously Buddy's that at the moment, but the, the first bit of crossroads in John's time about where they were, where they're headed. Um, John's been there a long time now, seven or eight years as coach, I think, six or seven years. Whether it's for John's own sake, whether he wants to be like Alistair Clarkson, part of that rebuild and do it, or whether it needs to be fresh, uh, 
fresh mouth that's talking to the players. I know, but only John. I think John's got a lot of credits in the back. It'll be up to him to decide what he wants to do. Just finally, Brendan Bolton. I think they're on the Gold Coast still. Carlton um, recovering. He'd be enjoying a couple of pina coladas. Do you think? Because it, he's had a tough run. I know. It's been a tough year. At least he's, he's had support from the club. They've been terrific in their support behind him. Yeah, they, they obviously played well. I didn't see much of the game. They played well and uh, on the back of Cripps. Um, they get Doherty back next year, so there's some some green sprouts, as he, he keeps going to talk about. But and they're going to be up and down. They're going to get some beltings as well. But they they would. Um, that's two wins. That's probably all they're going to get this year. Next year, you'd like to see a bit of improvement. Welcome to the Press Box. Well, this is when we sort of delve into the news, Rodney. And the competition committee, uh, one of your favourite sort of items in the game, has been very busy. Long uh, meetings and press conferences. It seems like they've sort of backpedalled a little bit. They're not calling them rule changes now, they're game adjustments. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see which way they go. I think really the football probably the last four or five weeks has been a lot lot better. Uh, it's improved. There's still the congestion problem, the then you throw in a ball up in the back pocket where there's 36 and a quarter. But generally the game flows pretty well. As I mentioned the Herald Sun the other week, oh, even though I thought of the um, starting positions, uh, which I still think could be a viable option down the track, I'd, I'd be subtle to start with. I'd be throw the ball up and ball in quicker. Uh, no nomination of the Ruckman. I'd bring the boundary throw umpire in five metres, throw the balls in there, and probably be a bit tougher on holding the ball rule. So you... They went with the St Kilda trial the other day about making it a ball up. Well, that just increases congestion. I can't see that they couldn't tell that before they even tried that. So it'd be a bit tougher on... So have some prior... Not prior opportunity, but if a bloke's got no opportunity, ball it up. But if he's got one second and he doesn't pay a free kick, so it gets the game to flow a bit more. Yeah, it's ball security. Guys hang on to it, don't yeah, they? And pretend don't. they're punching it away. Yeah, yeah. But it's just a blight on the game. Yeah. They hug I, the ball in. No, I, I reckon you've still got to protect the guy who's prepared to win it. Sometimes a ball just lands in your lap and you get tackled. Um, okay, ball that up. But other than that, I reckon just tighten it up. It'd be tougher. I mean, give a free kick and that'll get the game flowing. And what did you think of the idea of trialling in the home and away? Like a guinea pig game? Yeah, I was, I was a bit... Both ways. I, I can see the integrity of the game issue, and I think, especially the AFL, and Gil McLaughlin has said, you know, introduce the bye because North Melbourne and Frio rested players and uh, the integrity of the game, so he's been big on that. Um, I don't think you can back away. But I, I, I see some merit in trialling it in, in real conditions. Maybe it's that bye weekend um, uh, at the end, so the teams that aren't playing. Do you think the players will be well, happy with that? Pay them. But they'd rather be on Mad Monday. They would be, of course. Yeah. But Mad Monday what, starts a week later. Yeah, pay them yeah. pay the club and do something. Yeah, have a bit of a carnival circus. Yeah, well, yeah. So you maybe play it at Mars Stadium. They might yeah. get a couple of thousand down there. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a free Mars bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously the other one about the rules is the Higgins. Was it a throw? The Jack Higgins. I, I think it's goal of the year. I think it's goal of the year because there's quite a few elements to it. It's just not a long kick or a banana kick from the boundary. Two or phases of brilliance. Yeah, yeah, probably three. Um, but, no, he tossed the ball in the air. But is that the same as dropping the ball for a kick? You know, we were instructed, we dropped the ball out of the hand, but we're dropping it. Yes. So he's tossed the ball up a little bit. As you said, there's plenty of players who've played historically. Andrew Dunkley did that every kick. Yeah, the, the it up. And we'll see it, see it in junior footy. See, see it, it everywhere. In yeah, the... but, but he didn't take possession of it again. He kicked it. Even if he took possession of it again, it wouldn't worry me, to be honest. Um, but I don't know if it's in the rules. I don't know. They, they, they class that as a throw anyway. But, but Hayden Kennedy sort of is sitting on the fence a little bit saying it was all too quick. It wasn't a mistake. 
the decision but in real time. But he should make a statement and say, OK, you're allowed to throw the ball yeah. up to kick. Which, which shows that there's none in the rule book. No. I've never, ever thought yeah. of it ever about about doing that. So, But if you want to be down to Tintax, he never took possession of the ball again. He threw it around the post or tossed it around the post and kicked it. Yeah. Um, so I thought uh, the element of, um, of Higgins use speed, take the ball. He's done a Glenn Maxwell on the boundary line. Yeah. Kept the ball in play, come around the goalpost, and then had the, the forethought then to, then to kick the ball Jackie Chan over his head. So I think if I was Darcy Moore, I'd be a little bit... Uh, uh, I don't think I'd be like watching that video too often. Right. What, what could he have done? Well, he, he, he actually decelerated. Yeah. So he could have actually knocked the ball over when it was, when it was tossed in the air. Yeah. Yeah. It happens in quick time, though, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. There's a handy little player. Jamie Elliott, a handy little player too. The hamstring, I mean, looking at it now, it's going to be tough for him to play oh, any footy yeah, this year. Yeah, he won't get back now. So yeah. I don't know how severe it is. Even if it's a minor yeah. strain, they're going to give him minimum four weeks yeah. and there's the season. And then you've got to play VFL, you're not going to get back. So, uh, which is a shame yeah, for him. So you, it's, uh, they've had quite yeah, a few soft Having been deep inside the Holden centres, the phys ed guy sort of got his hands uh, in his head or head in his hands, thinking, gee. Well, it, it, when do they cop heat for that or not? Oh, I think there'd be a bit going on. I think there'd be meetings and reviews. I reckon they would have already had those sort of meetings mid-year because there was quite a few soft tissues. Um, I, I think it's multifactorial. Uh, they'd be looking at everything, whether it's the training loads, whether it's the intensity of training, whether it's the surface, whether it's the rehab, uh, whether it's the medical department. Whether it, so there's a whole range of different aspects. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's related to his back injury, the hamstring. I'm could, not could, an expert, but yeah, that's right. he had you that back, know. he had surgery on. Yeah. Maybe it's weakened something down. You don't know. The, yeah, so they're, they're the sort of, sort of things they'll explore. But he's out of contract, of course, so it's, it's interesting. It's interesting one, yeah. isn't it? What do, you, what do you do there? Uh, probably scares other teams off, and Collingwood, you probably give him a lower base with incentives if he plays games. Well, he'd probably be on six now, so he might be looking... Maybe three. Yeah, that's right. So it'd, that's be, it'd be a, something like that. You'd be getting a base where it'd be a lower base with incentives to achieve 600 if he if he if he played well. Yeah. Now, obviously, a lot of talk about the Suns. Tom Lynch. He's still in Melbourne, I believe, just recovering from that knee, and uh, we'll go up to the Suns. You think it's all done? Um, I, I've got no idea, uh, to be honest. But I, I, the longer it goes, the more you think that he's he's going to leave, and I think it's probably alluring for the Suns to, to get draft picks. Um, Aaron Hall is going to be going. Um, they get uh, a compensation pick for uh, for Tom Lynch. If you read an article by Andrew Hamilton last week in the Herald Sun that the Suns are generating their own publicity about the negative publicity to try and get a priority pick as well. And uh, what I've been told that maybe they might be putting it out about Stephen May because I know Collingwood aren't interested. And, um, Do you think they'd be happy to trade May out of there? To well, get... the sense of things looks like they might be prepared to put the buildings down and start again, so get as many draft picks as they can in this in this draft. So uh, maybe they might look at uh, at Steve May if the right offer come along. Yeah, but to lose you both captains, that'd be historic. It's a big call. It's a big call, isn't it? It's a big call. Who but... would be the next captain of the Suns? Uh, good question. I don't know whether that's because Andrew Swallow. Uh, David Swallow, do you hear that he wants to go as well? So. And he's getting older and he gets injuries, David. So, look, he'd be a great captain, but uh, just, yeah, I don't know who, who would be. 
Look, it's a tough one, Rocket. I'm not sure he is a million-dollar man anyway, Gaff. Um, no, he's probably not. He's 800? Probably, he's an accumulator, isn't he? Yeah. He can be, you know, death by a thousand cuts. But I think there's a family pool to come home. Um, but I think the success, you know, being a good club, West Coast Eagles, and the success they look like winning games, I think that's, uh, that's weighing on his mind as well, unless the godfather offer comes along. Um, and then it'll be depending on what club that is. Uh, North Melbourne or St Kilda, maybe not, and maybe he decides to stay. But my, my gut feels is feel is that he'll he'll stay at West Coast. Yeah, and what's your take in general on free agency? Because um, look, it's great for Richmond if they get Lynch. That's for nothing, but it has ramifications at the back end. Of course, you get the compensation with the Sun, so they could be pick two, pick three, the compo. But then that sort of upsets, say St Kilda and the Bulldogs, who are just sitting there innocently, and are pushed. Pushes everyone One back. back in the draft. Yeah, so I just right. think it's messy, the whole... It, it is messy. But you even go back to Franklin leaving Hawthorne, who you say, well, Franklin's a better player than Tom Lynch, and they got picked 19. Yeah. So it's not fair and equitable, is it? Uh, the compensation pick no. uh, for it. And it's an interesting one that the top teams can get a player for nothing. So they don't have to trade out. And for them, uh, it's an enormous bonus. So um, clubs find ways around it, don't they? They can work. So I don't know what the answer is. I haven't looked too deeply into it. But at the moment, it doesn't seem to be super fair. But when was the... There's not many players have gone to lower clubs and made them better. No, Sean, they're not. No, Sean they're... Higgins is probably the best example of how it can work. Yeah. That he sort of was forced out a little bit at the Bulldogs, went to one of the weaker clubs and has made them better. But yeah. the other guys tend to go in search of premierships. No. Well, that's right. It's it team success because you're coming from bottom teams. So you're not going to go to a bottom side unless you're getting paid a super coin and that's probably not as big a traction uh, as, as people think. So, yeah, it's an interesting one whether it is the bottom four teams can't lose a player and, but then is that uh, upset the Players Association and all players aren't seen in that so therefore don't want to be drafted to a bottom team. So. And you get legal ramifications. I don't know. So I don't know what the answer is. And just finally talking of free agents, the Bulldogs have got four that haven't signed. So you've got Dalhouse, Roughhead, Wallace and Liberatore. So it's four out, four rounds to go. It's almost unprecedented. And you'd think, reading between the lines, that really half or maybe more than half might be leading. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't signed them up. Uh, maybe looking at Liber with his rehab and see how he, how he comes through that. But... Uh, I've got a feeling that the other three won't be there. Well, well Roughhead's had limited opportunities. Yeah, that's right. He hasn't played a lot of games. And, uh, uh, so you've got English, uh, other guys coming through. Well, and Wallace has been spoken about a lot in the media. Nothing's been coming. Well, my take on Wallace, I think it'd be, have to be a massive cyclonic turnaround for him to remain there. I think there's other offers and just it, it hasn't quite worked out for him there this and year. And the same at House, you hear the stories that other clubs are really keen on him. So uh, there might be a bit of movement that... that trade table and... Uh, but they'll get everybody. compo, but well, they got will the compo be... What will it be? That's the, the issue. I mean, will it be... It obviously won't be Tom Lynch level. No. All of them be second round. Yeah. Or should they... Should the AFL Colonel's Secret Herbs and Spices say three go, add them all together and say, we'll give you pick six. No, that works it like that. Work? It won't work like that. Well, they'll, they'll just... Because they go to different clubs, so they'll have to go to the same club. So I, yeah. don't, think, I don't think that'll happen. I don't yeah. think that's in the mix. So... But they probably won't get as much compensation maybe as what they're worth. Maybe two or three second round picks, which, which is not that great. Maybe they, then they've got to parcel them up to try and get further up the, up the ladder in the draft. Yeah, it'll be interesting times, Rocket, in the yeah. draft. There's going to be live trading, all sorts of things going yeah. on. Yeah. Let's talk of a two-day draft. 
Gee, that'd put you to sleep, wouldn't it? That, that will cure your insomnia. Footy no nerds will be happy, but uh, I'm not yeah. sure we Nobody can sit through that. that. Yeah, so. Anyway, it was good to good to be back in town. Steve, good to see you back yeah. from Bali as well. I like your tan too, Rocky. Yeah, You've good. obviously yeah. oiled up down there. <laughs> <laughs> down, down on the beach in the Italian Riviera. So it was good uh, back, and thanks again, Dan, as well, for being here, the great sound man, and brought to you by Nutter Wadding Jeep. Look forward to next week. Yeah.